Murray, that's tipped and picked. Intercepted by Henry Black. And the game's second turnover goes Green Bay's way. Little pump fake play. It's caught. Second of the game. Cobb. Touchdown, Green Bay. Rodgers keeps, flips, it's batted down. And a stop, Devon Kennard. And it remains a three-point game with under three and a half to go. End zone and picked off. Intercepted by Rasul Douglas. And the Packers are going to win it. A.J. Green was the target, and he never looked for the ball. A.J. Green, look back. There's a ball coming your way. There's a potential win. Razul Douglas with the game-sealing interception to cap one of the wildest, most entertaining, uh, I would say beautiful football games of the year. This is why uh, we do this thing. I'm Greg Rosenthal along with Patrick Clavon. No one I would rather be recapping a wild Aaron Rodgers. How did he... And the rest of his team pulled this off victory. Uh, the new Claybon, straight from uh, your garage and your weight room. How you doing? <laughs> Greg, I, I'm doing great. We, we we just, as as fun as it is to have the Rasul Douglas revenge game ceiling interception on the team that he spent uh, time on the practice squad with after coming from the Panthers. It would have been the perfect ending to this game where you're missing your starting wide receivers. New Hopkins goes out. The the rebirth of AJ Green rising like a phoenix from the ashes, and he, he catches the game winning. T- instead, uh, it's a confusing moment that I, I guess AJ is going to have to explain right now. I, I'm I'm assuming that he, I I, I actually don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, know it's there. tricky. We're taping this right after the game. He probably thought it was a running play, and and was confused. He must have thought it was a different play than the play that was happening, and it was crazy because so many crazy moments led to that to Packers fans will see that ending and feel like it's a ball don't lie situation not just because they felt like they were controlling the tempo of this game and really getting what they wanted offensively but that a 10 point lead on the scoreboard with a little under five minutes to go was taken off the scoreboard uh, when they determined that Aaron Jones did not score a touchdown The Packers end up getting stood up on the goal line. It felt like half of the game was spent inside the Cardinals' five-yard line, and they held up two different times in the game, including that one where they end up making a play on fourth down, knocking a Rodgers play. I didn't understand why they overturned that play, but it gave us what could have been like a wild ending and still was a wild ending. It felt like maybe we're going to get Kyle... Kyler Murray's MVP front runner type moment, (laughs) Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I give the Packers a ton of credit for getting to that point where they could get what was a a great play by Douglas, obviously a lucky play by uh, that. He was in that position, but a one handed play to do what they did offensively really surprised me in this game that they were able to run the ball with Dylan uh, and control the tempo and score so many times and just keep the ball away from Kyler. Yeah. And I think Zayvon Collins leaving the game uh, left a huge hole in the middle of that Cardinals defense. I I think it was, uh, I think it's Vallejo. Um, He he got smashed over by both Dylan and Jones a couple of times uh, in the game. And 
you know, going back to the touchdown, Greg, and putting aside the, the yeah, yeah, Let, let's let's break down because the end of this game was the fourth quarter alone was, was like a movie. It was insane. So yeah, Jones Jones looked like he scored that touchdown, and then they overturn it, and then the Packers get a couple plays and don't end up scoring that touchdown. Yeah, which is which is how I would prefer for it to be called, right? If if we're if we're reviewing plays, it's with the idea that, well, there's a chance the official got it wrong. So I don't understand why we use the call that the official made as some sort of standard bearer to say, okay, well, you know, we have to the video has to show us something that disagrees with that call specifically. I would, I don't mind them stitching the frames together. I hear you, but this one, and maybe, maybe they stitched frames better than I thought they could, but just seems like you had no idea based on like the depth perception of like where the cameras were. I was like, I have no clue who scored a touchdown, like whether he did or not kind of seemed like he did, but it does like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something there were some weird spots uh, in this game, including the one right before. So Kyler gets hurt. It's it's a questionable first down. Joe Buck was confused. I think maybe AJ Green was kind of tilting off of that as well. Kyler's limping back, and AJ's like, "All right, there's no way we're no, there's no way we're 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 throwing the football here. Uh, we need to kind of get set and get the first down." But then he maybe that was what happened. AJ Green didn't know. Well, they, they ran a play the in between time. that. You know, they ran a play to Chase Edmonds and then took their their final timeout in between that. And I give again the Packers defense, which look, I know they gave up touchdown touchdown right at the end there and almost gave up a third but ultimately got the cardinals off the field five different times in four plays or less which is you know that's impressive uh to do and in in that play where chase edmonds was stopped before the final timeout i actually was like oh they're gonna score a touchdown if they just hurry up and run the ball here because it just felt like that's how the game had been especially when they were in the red zone and they did hurry it up and they handed it off and they held up for that one play and there were so many different plays in this game that felt like that was gonna swing it but now with the benefit of hindsight it's like okay if they needed to hold up one more play get a little a big lucky break and Douglas had to also make a great catch you should not uh dismiss that that was a difficult catch for any man to make much less a a cornerback yeah with with stabbing the ball uh in midair with your palm and then coming back and finding it uh a ball that AJ Green never saw until he until he had actually caught it I but honestly the surprise Greg to me because the whole drive of course uh you get this, you start to see the tweets where it's like, Oh, don't score too fast. You know, cause 12 is going to go back right back down the field. I'm like, with what? Right. With, with Jason Degura, right. We're going to, we're going to have 20 yard balls to Randall Cobb. Like, I don't know, man. Degura made a play. I felt like this was like the, the night of the living Gutekunst draft picks that everyone made fun of. It's like, and like as much as everyone made fun of AJ Dillon and Jordan love for that matter. It's like AJ Dillon's good. I I've seen enough. Like he is a really good NFL running back and the in the combination of him and Dylan, I mean him and Jones gave them a chance on offense tonight. Like if you put two average running backs back there, they just don't have an offense. So many, you know, I'm I'm thinking of that what was it a fourth down play where, where Dylan was stopped behind the line of scrimmage from Jordan Hicks and he just ends up running him over. That was a big fourth down play. Um and it's an offensive line that's not the same, but it seems like they're a little better at run blocking, like a lot of offensive lines than, than they are trying to protect Aaron Rodgers. So you got to give them a little love. 
Yeah, uh, plenty of love. I'm, I'm looking at the targets here. So Jones had 11 targets, four for Tunyon. We, we don't know what his injury update is. For you know, Maybe there's more Degura for the rest of the season. Uh, Randall Cobb had five. St. Brown had three. Amari Rogers had three. Mercedes Lewis almost had that touchdown, right? Uh, just a, a long list of, of like, you know, are, are these guys going to contribute all, all season? A long I mean, list of the guys who don't play wide, yeah, who don't play wide receiver. I mean, it's Jones, it's Tunyon, it's Takura. Uh, even Cobb, it felt like he had a big night because he had two touchdowns. He had 15 yards in this game, and they stitched it together. At one point, Rodgers was 10 for 20. They had 64 yards. He had 64 yards, and they had the lead. That was that was like halftime. And, and that was where I thought, okay – like that was the half where coaching got you this far. Rogers going to have to be able to throw in the second half. And he did throw enough because the Cardinals after getting stopped in the second half um, to start the second half, end up finishing the game as, as I mentioned. And it was an interception that, that it was a tip ball interception that stopped Kyler end up going touchdown, touchdown. And then that final drive where they're running, racing down the field. So the Packers defense did just enough before finally the Cardinals kind of kicked in. A surprise, uh, surprised, especially to see how good Kyler was moving before, uh, before he got hurt on that final drive that, that we didn't see more of that through the game. Kyler hasn't been running a lot uh, in the past few weeks. Um, Edmonds is so good. You sort of yeah. don't need him. That's part of the issue. He's a good, they're both, they're both playing well. But hopefully he's okay. Uh, I think that's concern uh, number one. You know, new camp in and out of the game with the hamstring. Uh, but yeah, if, if number one is is out for any period of time, you you wonder. Um, I yeah, just well, you're right. It happened so late in the game that that you don't know. And I thought Kyler's accuracy was off throughout the night. Troy Aikman talked about the the, the pinky that was wrapped. And he mit, he's been just so accurate. I watch every throw to do QB index. I just think he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks, whether he's moving around or not, but especially when his feet are playing. And he missed a couple throws or was a, just a little off. And I was wondering if that pinky was a factor. There was that seam ball to, I think it was Kirk. Uh, yeah, where it could have been a touchdown. Um, and he missed it by a lot. And you just haven't seen throws like that from Murray. A couple that like went way out of bounds. So I was wondering if that was a problem. Man, I hope... He's not here injured. This was a horrible game for injuries. We should run through it. I mean, there was a, a really scary one on a kickoff where it sounds like both guys are going to be okay. But but Tunyon, that looked like a serious injury. Hopkins uh, went in and out of the game with his hamstring injury, made a big play in the first half and was mostly out the rest of the way except for a, a cameo or two. It was just like, I just wanted to, it's like, just end this game before anyone else gets hurt. Yeah, the the collision between uh, I think it was Kylan Hill and Jonathan yeah. Ward was was one of the scarier ones of, of the season, and we didn't like I didn't watch the replay because I, I assumed it was a, a gruesome knee injury, but um, but Ward being down on the field, it, it, I always wonder how guys are able to go back, especially on a Thursday night after just playing a game a few days ago and finishing the game. Uh, but uh, everybody did. Tun- Tunyon's was, looked was crazy too, and then he walked off the field which doesn't say too much but I, I was surprised after watching that injury um that he was able to walk off the field the packers crowd really struck me i mean that was like <laughs> you think that 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 jumped out to you that, that they didn't it i mean tickets? just like it really felt like it was 50 50 there they went wild ah, off of that. 50 greg that's what troy Aitman, who was there was red sea red man now, well, you know, he's, he's he can only see one side of the field because he's in the booth. 
<laughs> so. you, you buying into um, this Packers team at seven and one who like hasn't been impressing anyone with style points, but has now won seven straight games, including in Arizona without some of their best players. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy into the, the seven and one team that just knocked <laughs> off the only undefeated team in the league. And they've been to back-to-back championship games and their quarterbacks going to the hall of fame. I've, I've watched too many, I've watched too many um, bad uh, sports talk shows. I'm now just talking like them now. It's like, are the Lakers you, better without LeBron? Right. I mean, it's funny because I've been I've had this theory all year that it's like Aaron Rodgers game manager, that he's doing some Breeze Brady type stuff when things aren't going right on their offense, where it's like. I think he's being aggressive when he needs to, but the offensive line hasn't been great and they've been coaching around it and they haven't needed him. And tonight he did a great job of that for the most part, but they also blew three timeouts until, you know, with five what, minutes what left. What was in the game. that, Greg? What I, I noticed there were a couple of times where Rodgers is motioning to the sideline to get the play in. And, and there's super, like, is it because they were going with this like crew of flunkies because there were so many injuries and, and guys out on the, on the COVID list, right? That, that it just took forever to get the play in. Cause I know Aaron likes to mess with the play clock, but that was just, that was absurd. No, that, that, that's a good theory. But it happened in the first half, too, I was noticing. They took a timeout early in the third quarter, and then they took two in their in their last drive uh, of the fourth quarter. And because of that, they ended up getting backed up off the goal line with a delay a game. Aaron Rodgers, the veteran, taking a delay a game before he tried to dive into the end zone. There were so many plays in this game, Claybon, where it felt like, oh, my God, that's like the defining play of this game. I thought Kyle, you know, Cliff Kingsbury going for it on fourth and four in his own end early third quarter down 10 uh, was a huge play. And I think it was Ertz. I know he caught the other fourth down. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. They also converted another fourth down. Ertz is like a factor on this team. He, he is, he's helping. Max Williams isn't making those plays uh, as as much as I like Max Williams. And why does Zach Ertz look faster than he ever did in Philadelphia? I think it's the black uniform. They all look fast in that uniform. I feel like everyone on their team is single digits. I don't know how it works that way. I guess it can't be true, but it just feels like they're all single digits and they're all moving very, very fast. What what a game. What a way to lose your first game if you're the Cardinals. Mm. Cause in the NFC West, like now they're gonna be tied with the Rams. Like every every loss I think in this NFC West is gonna be crucial. Not that I think they're both gonna go fifteen and two or anything, but I, it might take fourteen and three to win this division, you know? And and here's here's one of those. And you feel like you feel like yeah, you, you had that like miracle great comeback right there. Yeah. So close. So close. Should have should have won. Should have won it. AJ Green should have scored the walk off touchdown. That that hurts. That hurts or Kyler. Yeah. That maybe that like limited the play calls at the end of like, whether you were going to use him as a runner. Um, he ends up with two interceptions in this game. Hmm. I, I don't even know what to say about this Packers team. This is kind of like the pat, like I was talking about it with, with someone, um, with Ali, our, our editor, our writing editor at the desk today is just like, I've seen too many of these Aaron Rodgers moments. It's like the the game where they're actually an underdog, which f- feels pretty rare over the years. It's just like, oh yeah, no one's giving them a chance. And then at the end of it, it's him having the interview with Aaron Rod- Aaron Andrews, and that's what happened. They they make plays like that on defense. Defense plays that well. Uh, they win the they win the twenty twenty Super Bowl in my opinion. They're, 
their defense has been incredibly resourceful and they're going to get healthier. Uh, they're going to get David Bakhtiari back on the offense too. They're going to get Zedaria Smith back eventually. They're dangerous. I love this NFC. There's so many really good teams with the Cowboys uh, and the Rams and the Bucks, obviously all so in the mix. So we, we will uh, enjoy watching it. I appreciate you really uh, making the time, you know, it became, came kind of like a bit this week, whether you were actually <laughs> going to do this show um, because like Dan, I, I think, um, well, actually you explained the interaction to me. I want to see what your vantage point when I asked you to do this on, on, Okay, I'll set I'll set the stage for everybody. Okay. So uh, I sit approximately seven feet away. There's a hallway or, or a walkway in between uh, Greg and I. Greg walks into the newsroom. I'm like, you know, what's up, Greg? Things going all right? And he says, hey. He's like, hey, would you be interested in doing a, a you know a TNF recap pod? And I I think uh, because I'm I'm not a very smart person for anybody listening that you know might think otherwise. I'm sure most of you know this. So it takes me a second to think. All right, what day is Thursday? That's Thursday. Um, do I have any plans? No, I, I watch football. Do I enjoy the company of Greg Rosenthal? Yes. Uh, will my wife be opposed to this? That's that's a key not one, yeah. not not if I do it in the garage, right? While the children sleep. So there we go. This is uh, <laughs> that, that. So I said yes. And that's Greg, what I thought. I would- Greg didn't believe me, and then he tried to like talk me into it, and I'm like, I've already said yes, Greg. <laughs> Why are you trying to talk me into this or out of it? Well, it was a long, it was a long pause. It was, it felt like it was, it was like a minute. And Dan, seven uh, and he, seconds. He's now mentioned this uh, a few times on the show. <laughs> thought it was like some almost like awkward situation where you felt forced into it, and that you really weren't too sure uh, that I should have probably like given you an out. And I said no. Patrick Claibon is a man of integrity, of conviction that he that if he says that he's going to do it, he's not going to just say it because because he wants to be nice to me. He's going to say it because he wants to do it and that he's looking forward to it, that he's going to sit on his trash can in his garage. (laughs) He's got his weight bench behind him. Uh, there's, you said you got, you got it off of like the street or something. You're sitting off of something, some trash off the street. I don't yeah, know no, this is, on. this table is trash <laughs> and I put it in my garage, uh, specifically for instances like this. Yeah. Shout out to all the people leaving furniture trash, um, yes. out in the New York streets from the years, 2003 to 2012, <laughs> you kept, you kept my, uh, apartment full of furniture still. Still, even even in L.A., I'm, I'm not above taking one or two, uh, Never. Out, especially for the outside. Uh, but thank you for doing it, Claybon. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I feel like uh, I, this game was so good. It was too much, too much to even handle mentally. Let's move on. I know you've got Fantasy Live Friday, Fantasy Live four days a week. Uh, everyone check that out. We'll also have uh, the ATN broadcast coming up on Saturday morning on NFL Network and uh, Saturday afternoon on Sky Sports. Yeah, buddy. For Patrick Claybot, I'm Greg Rosenthal. And I lost my lock. Forgot about that. I'm a loser. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>